Here I am, it's me, talking about something. How was your week? My week was pretty good. I think I had a pretty good week. I hope you guys had a great week. Here I am again. Um, I tend to show up every Friday or so. (laughs) I'm going to give a huge shout out to everybody that has been listening and watching. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, Obviously, right here on YouTube, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. Thank you, Pandora listeners. You guys are rock stars. You guys have been blowing it up. And, of course, iHeartRadio. I am on Facebook. You can go to 100Richard, uh, facebook.com front slash 100Richard, I believe it is, or just search 100Richard and I'll pop up. <laughs> so make sure to, to, to check me out on all my formats. I have a whole bunch of episodes now, and uh, so there's plenty of stuff to listen to. <laughs> and if this has been good stuff, if you if, like right now you're watching on YouTube, um, please like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Um, you get a notification if you ring the bell when my next video pops up. So so do me a favor, do that. that I think that's the most awesome thing. And, of course, it helps the algorithm give me some likes. <laughs> All right. So since I always talk about some sort of stuff, I'm going to talk about promises. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> I know I know. If you if you read the thing, it says whatever's on my brain. And you know what? What seems to be on my brain all the time is Bible stuff. So that t- tends to be what I talk about most. Um, or I'll take other stuff that I really, really like and turn it into that. And it's just, it's just me. I like it. It's, it's stuff I like to do, and I throw it out there. Take it with a grain of salt. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. I'm a happy man. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because if you are a believer and you and you listen to this, you know, thank you very much. I think that's awesome. And uh, I'm going to throw this out there today is, you know, sometimes we, we, everybody always tells us just, just, just read the promises in the Bible. (laughs) Maybe I take stuff at a realistic point of view. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but that's, that's the way I think. And, you know, sometimes we go, okay, yeah, there are a lot of promises in the Bible. Promises, promises, right? And uh, so we have to stop and go, okay, well, what promises do I look at? How do I make those promises work for me? What is the deal here? There's so many times that, that we lean on a promise from God and then wonder why we don't see it. I, I know it's true. People do it all the time. So I'm going to give you a couple of instances today um, that really, how do you activate God's promises? Because some of them have to be activated. You're like, but the word of God says he will do that. Yeah, I know. But there's some of these things have to be activated. And one of the first things we have to learn to do is actually ask God. Don't forget to pray. (laughs) Now, asking is something God actually wants us to do. And it's pretty simple. But but I can see how it can be an issue. Um, I mean, if you, if my dad was, I love my dad. Um, He's no longer with us. He's hanging out with Jesus. He's probably helping build some houses right now because he was rework construction. I don't know. And asking dad for stuff when I was a kid was kind of difficult. Oh, you could go ask your father. And it always sounds like such a bad thing. Go ask your father. So I could see how some people could have an issue asking father God, daddy God. <laughs> there I said it. I said daddy God. <laughs> and I can have an issue going, you know, actually going to father and saying, hey, God, um, can I have this thing? You know, like, hey, can I have a new bicycle for Christmas? You know? And Daddy God says, no, you don't have enough money. No, see, that's the difference is God doesn't say I don't have enough money. And we don't have to fear him when we go in there. 
See, one of the greatest things that happened was when he died on the cross, the veil was torn from top to bottom, opening up the windows and the doors for us to go into the throne room and uh, and actually talk to him directly through Jesus. You know, that's why we say in Jesus' name. But these are the kinds of things that we have to go, okay, well, I have to actually ask God. And so I can see why sometimes it may not be easy to do that. But really, one of the that that's the first thing that we really have to learn to do. Psalms 50:15 says this. Call upon me in the day of trouble. If you're in trouble, call on God. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. So here's one of those things. Call upon him, that's asking, and he will deliver you. So when you get in trouble, call him. That's a promise. I'm in trouble. God help me out. And then he says, you shall glorify me. So after he takes you up out of that thing, don't forget to glorify God in the process. We have such a bad habit, those of us that, that have no problems talking to God, we, we, we wait until we're in trouble to ask God. We, we wait to activate that promise when we're actually in trouble. I know, oh man, I lost my job. God, I need a job. But you haven't talked to God for six years because your job was fine, right? So I, I know that sounds bad, but <laughs> people do that. Uh, like I say, reality, right? Now look at John. This is John 17, uh, 7 through 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. So now here's the thing. If you abide in me, we got to have Jesus. And my words abide in you. You have to know the word of God. You will ask what you desire. So you will have the faith. You will have the ability. You will have the strength to actually ask what you desire. Now watch this. And it shall be done for you. This is John 17, 7. And then verse 8 says this. By my father is glorified. So he has to be glorified in your promise. That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So he's saying this, and I believe this is actually Jesus speaking right here. He's saying this, hey, if you abide in me, you're following the gospel, you're doing the word, you're, 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 you're actually functioning in God's stuff, right? So you're functioning in God's stuff, you're, you're following Jesus, you're doing all that stuff. If you ask, I will give it to you. I think that's pretty cool. And then glorify God. So then when, when it arrives, you have to be able to say, hey, man, God did this for me. You can't be like, oh, look what I did, because that's going to mess up everything, right? First John 5, 14 says this. This is all about asking. Don't forget to ask. Now, this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know what we will have we know that we will have the position, the <laughs> the petitions that we have asked of him, knowing who our father is and that he is willing to take care of us, activating, asking is activating the promise. So let me read it again. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that, that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So in other words, knowing who our father is, That's the big key. You got to know who God is. You got to know who you belong to and be willing to ask. And when you ask, it activates the promised. Right? So there we go. That, that's it. Let's go home. No. <laughs> so asking, that's the first thing you have. You have to be, you have to be in a position and willing and not, I mean, that, there's a reverent fear of God. That, that, that's understandable. But that doesn't keep you from asking God to take care of situations for you. Now watch this. 
Number two, remember you cannot harvest unless you plant a seed. So a promise sometimes requires a seed. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. So whatever you put in the ground, you will receive. Whatever you ask God for, you will receive. But that also means this, verse 8. For he who sows to his flesh will out of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So what do you, what's the purpose that you're asking for the promise? Is it for personal gain? Is it for godly gain? Is it for loving gain? What, what's, what's the purpose in the promise? What are you actually asking for? Are you asking for something that God's willing to give you and are you willing to plant seeds in order to receive that promise? Because sometimes the promises take a minute, right? Watch it. And this is verse nine. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Some stuff just takes time. You know, I mean, if you're asking for certain things, if you're just asking for it, you know, I hate doing it this way, but you know, I'm in a Ferrari. Now, in order to get a Ferrari, let me, let me put it to you this way. In order to get a Ferrari, one, you have to be able to afford a Ferrari. So let's say you make $10 an hour um, and you work 20 hours a week. You're not going to buy a Ferrari. And if you do buy a Ferrari because you have good credit or something like that, that's all you'll own because you won't be able to afford anything else. So if you're going to ask God for a Ferrari, he wants to make sure that you're set up to be able to actually own that thing. Now, like I said, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible, and I hate using items as a, as a example, but it's kind of true. If, if you want that promise, God shall give me the desires of my heart, right? And I desire a Ferrari. Give me a Ferrari. Well, he really, he can't unless he, you're in position, which means you have to do the things to put you in position to get the Ferrari, which means you might want to pray for a better job. You might want to pray for college tuition. You might want to pray for um, to get an internship to be a welder. Welders make a ton of money, by the way, right? You might want to you might want to go through that process, and then you get to or you, you want to pray to start your own business so that you can create your own funds, and then you give accordingly. You give the tithe, and you do all the stuff, and then one day you go to the dealership and you with a suitcase with a hundred thousand dollars and buy yourself a Ferrari, and then you give all the glory to God because you followed through with all of the promises in order to make it happen. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> he wants to make sure you're in position. Watch this verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, hey, you got, are you gonna, are you doing good with other people? Are you, are you are you are you helping out people in the church? Are you, are you, are you helping out other faithful people? Are you helping out people that aren't Christians? See, a lot of times we decide, "Well, I don't want to help you. You're not a Christian." <laughs> Or you don't tithe, so I can't help you. Well, that's, come on, right? Now, here's a great example of a promise in Philippians that actually is in regards to this. So this is Philippians 4, 15 through 19. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So here's Paul. He's telling the, the, the Philippians, the city of Philippi, thank you for helping my ministry. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid. So even while I was gone in this other city, you sent aid, again, for my necessities. Verse 17, not that I seek the gift. So Paul is so cool. He's, 
He really didn't need it, maybe. I don't know. I don't seek that. That's not the purpose of me telling you this right now. I don't seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds in your account. So there's something to giving here. Watch this. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full. So here he is telling us that. Having received from the those guys the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Now here's the verse. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, by Christ Jesus. Now, Philippians 4.19, we don't even know what goes on around it because we're so quick to declare it. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Well, are you doing what the Philippians did in order for God to supply, which was give into a ministry? Check that out. Look at the whole context. That's one of the coolest things about the Bible is sometimes we go, man, this is, I want this. So I find this verse and I declare that verse but I didn't take that verse and put it in context. How do I actually receive that promise? Well, th this is actually not talking about the tithe. It's talking about above and beyond the tithe. It's talking about an offering. So if all you do is tithe, you're going to get what the Bible says tithing gives you, which you will open the windows of heaven, right? Malachi 3.10, the famous verse, and pour out all the blessings, right? So yeah, you're going to receive the blessings, but just imagine how much more fruit will abound to your account in the promise of this, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory because you were giving above and beyond into a ministry, right? So that's one of those verses that, that, that activates the promise. Well, how does God supply all my needs? Well, he always supplies all your needs. <clears throat> I believe it's in Luke where, you know, the birds and the things and, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you, Right? So if you're seeking the kingdom of God, that's another promise, right? Seek, putting God first, you will start to receive the things that you need. But this is different because now there's a special thing involved in this particular promise according to his riches in glory. Now, here's number three. I'm just going to move on. Here's number three. Speak God's promises. Now, this is the ones that we can declare. Now, there's, a, there's promises in the Bible that are just promises. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Those are promises. Human words have immense power. The stuff that we say that comes out of our mouths, I could do a whole thing on that, and I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of messages on the power of your words, right? The tongue has the power of life and death. Of life and death. That's in Proverbs, I think, 18 and 21, somewhere in there. Our words can bless and destroy. So if we're... If we're seeking a promise and we're seeking something from God, we have to say, that's part of asking is actually saying the dung thing out loud. We have to be able to say, hey, God, I'm in this place. Can you help me out here? Right? Can you throw me a 20? Now, I know, I think I actually said it last week. He's not going to throw a $20 bill out of, out of the clouds and land in your lap. Okay. So let's just put this in reality perspective of how God functions. But when you, like, you could trash people and put people down and, and do all those kinds of things with just the words in their mouth. And you can also do that with God's promises. So let's say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, now we, we can declare that, right? But what if we just said, I can do all things? I can do whatever I want. Well, that's not the exact promise, is it? The exact promise is through Christ who strengthens me. So I have to be in Christ in order to do all things in order to do things that are impossible. It is God who forgives all of your sins and heals all of your diseases, Psalms 103.3. There it is, I want my diseases healed. 
I communicate that. I declare that with my mouth. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Promises through um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I want my path to be straight. I want to be glor- I want to glorify God in the things and everything that I do. I trust in the Lord to do that. So I can declare that promise without any active without any other activation besides just act just declaring it. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 2 Corinthians 9 8. See, these are promises you can say, hey, I can do abundantly great things. I can do through God and God is able to bless you abundantly so I can get abundant blessings because I can speak that out, right? So there's some promises we have to, but asking, asking and activating and speaking. So some promises have something attached to it. That's just the way it works. Read the Bible in context. How do I get all the desires of my heart? Take delight in the Lord. This is Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, I have to take delight in the Lord first. I can't just go around stealing everything because that's my, oh, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. I'm going to take that thing. My stuff. Well, that's not the way to do it. If I delight in the Lord, I'm going to see stuff come. I'm going to see stuff show up. I'm going to receive things. I, I, I look back. I, I actually lived in a time where I had like one car, a family of five, six. There were six of us with one car. Thank God it was a minivan. And I was like, oh my goodness, I can't, we, it was a hard time getting to work. We had all kinds of issues. I got two cars and a motorcycle, right? All my kids are grown up now, you know? And so, but God took care of all that stuff, but it took the time involved and the function and the moving to get us into a position where we could see the promises happen and God has blessed us, I believe, abundantly, you know. And all this starts with one thing. The very, which I think is probably the greatest promise that requires an activation. Jesus died on the cross for your sins, for your life, for these promises to action and work in your life. And that's where they all start. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That's Romans 10, 9, and 10. So this is Paul. He's saying, hey, guess what? The greatest promise needs to be activated. You need to say a prayer of salvation, and it has to come from your heart, and it has to come from out of your mouth, And when you receive Jesus, you start to activate all these other promises in your life. And that's the greatest thing that he ever did. That's the greatest promise that he ever ever gave us. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Jesus came and said, I can do this for you. You can, and not, it's not just a ticket to heaven. It's a ticket to abundant life. It's a ticket to strength. It's a ticket to joy. It's a ticket to love. It's a ticket to all these things that God gives you and his promises are part of what the word tells us that we can have. So that's how you do it. You got to ask God, that's prayer. That's the simplest form of prayer. Who God, can you help me out with this thing? Some promises need to be activated. You have to have a seed 
planted in order to receive a harvest. So you have to activate some promises. And of course, there's promise, promises that you can just declare with your mouth. And it all starts with Jesus. And, 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 I know, and, I, and I know I went really long today, but that's okay. So just, just kind of stop and think sometimes, well, why isn't this happening for me? What am I doing in my life? Am I cursing God right now? Am I, uh, am I not doing what it takes to see the promise happen? Am I not declaring it? Am I not using my faith and watching something that doesn't exist come into existence? Am, am, am I not listening to the Holy Spirit? You know, what, what are the things that are going on that I need to make adjustments to see the promise happen? You guys have a great week, a great afternoon, a great week. Whatever's going on, you have a great one. Right on, right on.